Welcome to Salt and Light with Pastor Rodney Finch. Salt and Light is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel, Cary. Jesus, speak to me. Open your word and reveal your heart to me. Salt and Light is a series of verse-by-verse studies through the Bible, focusing on its practical application to our everyday lives. Salt and Light is recorded live at Calvary Chapel, Cary, in Apex, North Carolina. Stay tuned. At the end of the program, we will give you information on how to contact us, so be sure to have a pen and paper ready. Today, Pastor Rodney will be teaching a special Christmas message, so grab your Bibles and follow along. Now with today's teaching, here's Pastor Rodney. Maybe Joseph is thinking he'll grow up and he'll be a starting quarterback in the Super Bowl. Or maybe he'll be ingenious like Mark Zuckerberg. Or maybe he'll be the next Billy Graham or the next Chuck Smith. You guys know who Robin Williams is, yes? Robin Williams said this. He was excited about the birth of his son. And then he said, you know, sometimes I have this vision that my son will be this great man who will become the president of the United States someday. And then I also had this dream of him saying, you want fries with that? (laughs) Joseph is like any other dad who has hopes and dreams for his kids. Who would think God would choose a carpenter and a virgin girl? Who would think that God would come into the world as a little baby? Doesn't that tell you that God doesn't do things like we do? Doesn't that tell you that his ways are higher than our ways? His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. Who can know them? Who would ever think that God would bring a baby into the world through a virgin and a carpenter? The God baby, might I add. This boy child will be greater than Zwingli and Luther and Graham and Smith and Zuckerberg. This baby will save men from their sins. The baby will be called Jesus and he will be the wonder of Christmas. Which brings me to my second verse I want to take you to. Perhaps you want to turn there in Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. I have it for you on the screen, and you can look at it there as well. As a matter of fact, why don't we read it together? We'll spend the remainder of our time in this verse. Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. Uh, Y'all come on, read this verse with me and read it like you mean it. You ready? For unto us a child is born, and unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulders, and his name will be called Wonderful The Prince of Peace. Now, you got a pen? I'm going to give you eight characteristics regarding the wonder of Christmas from this verse. Eight characteristics regarding the wonder of Christmas. Number one, for unto us a child is born. Write this down. That speaks of his humanity. Number one, a child is born speaks of his humanity. Jesus was 100% God and he was 100% baby. And Jesus was like any other normal baby. You know, I think sometimes we think Jesus was like different than normal babies because he was Jesus. And we think, you know, he wasn't like a normal baby. He was God. Listen, he was God. And he was extraordinary. Uh, And he wasn't really ordinary, but he was just like any other baby. I mean, he cried like baby, babies cry, and he got thirsty, and he got hungry, and Jesus needed a diaper change just like any other baby. And I'm sure Jesus cried in the middle of the night. And Mary probably woke up and said, Joe, you need to, it's your turn to get up with him. You need to go get up. 
check on him. Jesus had a full range of emotions. He would spit up on you like any other baby. Amen. Say amen. It's true. I'm sure Jesus would grasp a finger held out to him like any other baby. If you had a beard or a goatee, Jesus would probably pull it like any other baby. Because isn't that what babies do? I used to have a goatee and a beard. And I used to hold babies like this and they would pull it. They grab onto it, and I'm like, this is a cute little baby. So then I started holding babies out here. I learned that, you know, because babies will pull it. Jesus took months to learn to crawl and to walk and to speak. He was completely dependent on his parents. Point number two, unto us a child is born, and unto us a son is given. Write this down. It speaks of his deity. A son is given speaks of his deity. Some people suggest that the incarnation, that word incarnation is just a fancy word, meaning that God took on flesh. Some people suggest the incarnation was a subtraction, that when he took on humanity or he took on flesh, that he lost his deity. Listen, the incarnation was not a subtraction. The incarnation was not a division. In other words, when Jesus took on flesh, he wasn't half man and half God. The incarnation was an addition. Jesus added humanity to his deity and a son was given. Did you get that? A child is born, speaks of his what? Come on, say it with me. Speaks of his humanity. A son is given, speaks of what? His deity. He was a son of God from eternity. Think about that. Heaven opened itself up and placed its most precious one in a human womb. And in an instant, The omnipotent one became a microscopic embryo. And the one who sustains the world with the word of his power became dependent on a little girl to feed him. A son was given. S.D. Gordon, who's a theologian, said, Jesus is God spelling himself out in a language that man can understand. He was fully man baby and fully God baby. Somebody say amen. And while Jesus, I need more than that to say amen. Somebody say amen. And while Jesus was an ordinary baby, He was an extraordinary baby because this baby was special. He was the son of God. Unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulders. And look at this. And his name, number three, his name. Names are important to God. In Genesis, God called the light day. God called the darkness night. There was evening and morning. And God called it the first day. God called the expanse sky. And God called the dry ground land. And he called the water seas. Are you listening? And God called it good. And God is into names in the Bible. Names often relate to some aspect of one's birth. Calvary Chapel, help me out. Isaac means what? Just yell it out. Laughter, very good. Jacob means what? Supplanter or deceiver or um, heel catcher. Uh, Moses means what? Drawn out. You didn't know? Write it down. Isaac means laughter. Jacob means deceiver. Moses means drawn out. Names and titles often relate to some aspect of a person's life or character. For example, Alexander, come on, help me, y'all. Alexander the Great. William the Conqueror. Don't we know that? Don't y'all know that? 
I guess you don't. William the Conqueror, Simon the Zealot, John the... Ooh, thank you, Jesus. John the Baptist. His name is Jesus the Savior. Someone calculated that there are 365 names or titles given to the one whose name is above every name. Acts 4.12, memory verse, neither is there salvation in any other, for there is no, uh, are y'all listening? For there is no other name given under heaven whereby we must be saved. Were you here with me last week? Nick, you must be born again. There's no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. In other words, you cannot be saved apart from Jesus Christ. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no man comes to the Father but by me. You must be born again, and you must come through Jesus. There is no name like the name of Jesus. Somebody clap your hands and say amen. Will you do that? No name like the name of Jesus. And all this hoopla about Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays and all of this, listen, all of this is because even the devil trembles at his name. Even the world knows that there is power in the name of Jesus. Somebody clap your hands and say amen. There's something powerful in that name. Somebody once said it's the sweetest name I know. There's something powerful in the name Jesus. Jesus. Think about it. Jesus. Something powerful when you say Jesus. Not Jesus. Amen. Jesus. Not Jesus. Jesus. It's a sweet name, something powerful and gentle and yet powerful in that name. No other name like the name of Jesus. Rodney. That's a lovely name. A lovely name. Mike. Pete. I see my friend Petey. Pete. I mean, I like you, Petey, but. Ain't nothing powerful about your name. And uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Jack. Nothing powerful in the name. When you say the name Jesus, and even the world, see, all the hoopla about Merry Christmas and, and, and Happy Holidays is an attempt to take the name Christ out of Christmas because there's something powerful in the name of Jesus. Just to mention it, people get upset about it. Even in the office place, you guys know you work there. You, you can talk about Harry Krishna, and you can talk about uh, Muslims, and you can talk about uh, Muhammad and anything. But as soon as you mention the name of Jesus, does anybody know what I'm talking about? As soon as you mention the name of Jesus, it's like, hold on now, wait a minute, we're going to talk about Jesus now. We're going to talk about all that religion stuff. And all, blah, 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 blah. But you can talk about anything else, but you can't mention the name of Jesus. Why? Because there's power in that name. And that's why people are trying to get his name out of Christmas. Do you know that there are grassroots Christian organizations all over the country to keep the Christ in Christmas? We talked about it on Wednesday. 
people are saying happy holidays. And remember I told you the etymology of the word holiday originally meant holy day. So when people are saying happy holidays, they're actually saying happy holy day. And it is a holy day because the Holy One was born on the holy day. So my point is you can't get around the Christ of Christmas, even if you try to change the name, it doesn't work. You can't get around it. People try. In 2004, in California, a group called Committee to Save Merry Christmas was boycotting Macy's and accusing them of replacing Merry Christmas with, with uh, signs of season greetings or happy holidays. In 2005, I come to learn that Mary uh, Macy's agreed to go back to the signage Merry Christmas. And I tried to do some homework on this on, on Target because Target had banned uh, salvation bell ringers. Have y'all seen? Because you know what? Honestly, I don't even go to the store at Christmas time. I don't go near store. I don't go near Target. I don't go near Walmart. I don't even shop during Christmas. I actually have somebody go get what I need. I don't, I don't do it. I don't do it because I want to remain in the spirit. <laughs> Hallelujah. Because I'm telling you, listen, y'all, because I love Jesus. I want to keep loving him. I don't like all this drama, all these parking spaces and people fighting. Because if somebody hit me with a cart, I might pray. I might speak in tongues. I might run them over. I don't know. It just depends on what day it is. So I don't do all this Christmas stuff and whatever. So I, I was trying to find out, but Target, I know they had banned. Have you seen, the, are there uh, Salvation Army bell ringers in the kettle? Has anybody noticed? Are they there? They're, 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 uh, they're at Walmart, but they're not at Target, are they? Because Target banned them. Boo. <laughs> Boo and Target. Target banned them, and that's not that's not good. I mean, you know, I just remember coming up as a kid, and you, Salvation Army and Christmas Day, and the little kettle, and you know, you put money, and I try to put money in every time I go like a store and they got one. I try to put money, and you know, I'm not like y'all. Y'all go try to go to another exit so y'all can go around. <laughs> I, I see y'all, y'all, or you try to walk by and act like you in your purse or something. <laughs> See, I ain't like that. I try to give money because I love the Lord. <laughs> and uh, y'all don't. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just, I'm just kidding. But, you know, I just try to, you know, we're used to it. It's just, it's just the world's gotten so crazy. And I found out that UPS drivers reported are told not to say Merry Christmas, but Happy Holidays. Christmas music is being banned from many cubicles and offices. Offices are renaming the Christmas party, the holiday party, or the end of the year party. School boards across the country have banned Christmas carols, such as Silent Night in holiday assemblies. Frosty the Snowman is tolerable. Get this, today, the ACLU has threatened to sue a school in Colorado for permitting jingle bells, which made a Jewish student uncomfortable. Ay, ay, ay. In New York City, public schools, menorahs and Islamic symbols are acceptable, but not the nativity scene. 
Illinois state government employees are forbidden to say Merry Christmas on the job. Why? Why? Listen, why is as simple as this? Because there is power in the name of Jesus. That's why. That's why. As simple as that. And the Bible tells us that God in Philippians 2.19, memory verse, wherefore God has highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name that, come on, say it with me, that at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. And see, there's power in the name of Jesus. Somebody clap your hands and say amen. Will you do that? The name, his name shall be called point number four. You tracking with me? Wonderful. The first thing about his name is wonderful. There's wonder in his name. Webster's Dictionary defines wonderful as exciting, marvelous, astonishing, unusually good, indescribably great. The very nature and ministry of this child was wonderful and full of wonder. Think about it. How could a virgin conceive a child? How could he perform miracles? How could he heal the sick and raise the dead? How could he walk on water? That's a wonder. It's wonderful. Can you say amen? Jesus is the wonder of Christmas. There's wonder in his name. There's wonder in his birth. There's wonder in his life. His teachings are wonderful. His miracles are what, saints? Wonderful. His resurrection is what? Wonderful. His ascension is what? Wonderful. His death is what? Wonderful. He is wonderful in all his works, in all of his ways, in all of his words, in in all of the the things that he does. Uh, Number five, he is the counselor. The wonderful, number five, counselor. Y'all tracking with me? There's wisdom in him. He's the counselor. What do you think when you read the word counselor? Do you think of time spent with your therapist and a check for $150? Do you think of going to someone for advice? The counselor can tell you what to do, but they can't tell you how to do it. You know, I heard this story of this husband who was advised by his counselor to assert himself. And he said, you don't have to let your wife henpeck you. Go home and show her you're the boss. The husband takes the doctor's advice. And he rushes home, slams the door, shakes his fist in his wife's face, and he growls. And he says, from now on, woman, I threw that in there, woman. From now on, woman, you're taking orders from me. I want my supper right now, and when you get it on the table, you go upstairs and you lay out my best clothes. And tonight, I'm going out with the boys. And you're going to stay home where you belong, woman. And another thing, and another thing, guess who's going to comb my hair, give me a shave, and tie my necktie? And the wife calmly said, the undertaker? (laughs) Jesus isn't the only counselor who can tell you what to do, but he can tell you how to do it. Somebody need to say amen. Will you do that? Not only that, point number six, listen, he is the mighty God. There's power in his name. He is the mighty God. The word mighty, write it down in Hebrew, is hero. Hero, a doer of great things. The baby is the doer of great things. He's the mighty God, El Shaddai, or El Shaddai. 
Not only is he the mighty God, number six, but number seven, he is the everlasting. It means perpetuity with no ending, no beginning. He's from everlasting. Psalm 90, one and two. Lord, you've been our dwelling place in all generations. Before the mountains were brought forth or ever you had formed the earth and the world, even from everlasting to everlasting. Somebody say this with me. You are God. Notice also, he is the everlasting father. Now, if you're a father, you can relate. Seems like the kids leave home and come back, don't they? And you feel like an everlasting father, don't you? Fellas, say amen. Being a father never leaves your heart. Jesus is like an everlasting father. He's loving and paternal and tender and faithful and wise and concerned and a protector and a provider. And finally, number eight, he is the prince of peace. There is peace in his name. The title prince of peace, the babe born in Bethlehem brings peace. Christmas is supposed to be a peaceful time, isn't it? Silent nights, manger scenes, animal petting zoos near Jesus, angels, shepherds rejoicing, nicely dressed kings with wrapped presents. It's supposed to be a time of peace. Can I encourage you? Keep Christ in Christmas. It will be peaceful if you keep Christ in Christmas. Am I right about it? Am I right about it? It will be peaceful if you keep Christ in Christmas. You see, don't let the spirit of Christmas supersede the spirit of Christ. The spirit of Christmas is annual. The spirit of Christ is eternal. The spirit of Christmas is sentimental. The spirit of Christ is supernatural. The spirit of Christmas is a human product. The spirit of Christ is a divine person. That makes all the difference in the world. The babe born in Bethlehem is the wonder of Christmas. And can I tell you something? Listen, look at me. I don't care what you get this year. I don't care if you get the best gift ever. I don't care if you get a brand new car with a, with a big bow on top. I don't know why I said that. And a big bow on top. Whatever you get, doesn't matter. Christ is the best gift Ever. Am I right about that? It's the best gift ever. Why? Because Jesus really is, sounds trite, but true. Listen, Jesus really is a gift that keeps on giving. You know why? I know. 30 years walking with God. And all of these 30 years, he has kept on giving, kept on changing, kept on moving by the power of his Holy Spirit. He is the gift that keeps on giving. Keep Christ in Christmas and understand something. The problem is is that the world sees the baby in the manger. And this is why they have Christmas or whatever it is they do. They, they, They see a baby in the manger. 
What we fail to understand and fail to realize and fail to move on to is that the baby in the manger grew up to become a man who went to the cross to die for our sins, to, to, to resurrect up into heaven, who is coming back again. So we worship the one that hung on the tree, not the one, not the gifts under the tree, but the gift that hung up on the tree. Am I right about it? And wasn't it Paul the apostle who said, thanks be unto God for his indescribable gift. Jesus is into even all this talking and Christmas season and all the sermons preached around the world. You still can't describe Jesus. How do you describe the infinite? And you know, Paul said, I'm going to let you go here. Paul said, uh, thanks be unto God for his indescribable gift. And I thought about that, and I thought, you know, here's the interesting thing. We don't have to describe him. We just have to accept him. We don't have to describe him. Just accept him. Father, we love you today, and we thank you for your great love toward us. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that you came to this earth to die for our sins. And, Father, you went to that cross in our place. And we're not worshiping the baby in the manger. We're worshiping Jesus who hung on that cross and died for us. The baby was just the first stepping stone toward the final end. The baby came to die. And so we thank you, Lord, for this season and for the believers. Father, I pray that we as believers would take this opportunity to tell people the true meaning of Christmas. Lord, that we would not even get hung up on Merry Christmas or Happy Holidays. Either way, it was a holy day. Somebody say amen. It was a holy... I'm going to wait while you clap your hands there. It was a holy day, and it was a holy night because Jesus came. Come on, stand to your feet, saints. Because Jesus came a holy day and a holy night. And Lord, we love you and we bless you. Father, with our hands lifted up, we give you praise. We give you honor. You have been listening to Salt and Light, a radio outreach ministry of Pastor Rodney Finch and Calvary Chapel Cary, located in Apex, North Carolina. Join Pastor Rodney Monday through Friday at this same time. For information regarding service times, you can contact us at one 800 293 0923. That's 1-800-293-0923. You may listen to today's broadcast in its entirety by visiting the media library on our website at cccarry.org. We would like to thank you for tuning in to Salt and Light and pray that you have been blessed. Until next time, may you be salt and light. Let me be a song.